48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. Top stories. Hong Kong's COVID outbreak continues to show signs of easing, with new infections at a three-week low. Mainland officials report their first coronavirus deaths in more than a year in hard-hit Jilin province. And people looking to cross the border from the SAR face a further testing requirement. Hong Kong's daily COVID tally has reached a three-week low, with officials reporting almost 16,600 new cases today. About 9,000 cases were reported by people using rapid test kits, and the rest were confirmed by PCR tests. Officials said 182 COVID patients aged between 30 and 109 died at public hospitals over the past day. Dr. Chuan Chukwan is from the Center for Health Protection. We have observed a slow decrease in number in recent few days, but this may not represent all the number of cases in the community because we know that Omicron can be asymptomatic. And also, the spread of the illness is related to the social distancing measures. So if we increase social activity, for example, people go out and gathering, the number may rebound. I urge you to try to keep personal hygiene and social distancing. Officials have reported the first two COVID-19 deaths on the mainland in more than a year, both coming in northeastern Jilin province, as the country faces its worst surge in cases since the pandemic began. Here's Francis Sitt. The deaths were the first reported in China since January the 26, 2021. In all, officials reported 2,157 local infections and 1,713 local asymptomatic cases, which are counted separately. This is down from the previous day's tally of 2,388 and 1,742 respectively. Authorities also reported a further 71 infections and 110 asymptomatic cases that were imported. The mainland has gone from reporting under 100 daily infections just three weeks ago to well more than 1,000 per day for over a week. People travelling to the mainland or Macau by land from Monday will be required to do an additional PCR test at the Hong Kong port as officials move to prevent infections from spreading. Jimmy Choi reports. Currently, travellers passing through the Shenzhen Bay port or the Hong Kong-Juhai-Macau Bridge port only have to show a negative result from a nuclear exit test taken in the past 48 hours. But from Monday, they will have to undergo another test at the border before they leave Hong Kong and can only continue on the journey if they test negative. Officials said the measure is being taken to further prevent the exporting of local cases and to support the mainland's anti-epidemic efforts. They urge people to reserve ample travelling time, saying the PCR test, which will be provided for free, will take around one to two hours. The government is also studying extending the same measure to travellers flying to the mainland, and details will be announced in due course. The chief executive Carrie Lam has reiterated that she attaches great importance to Hong Kong's international status, confirming she's been sending monthly briefings to the international business and consular communities on the pandemic. Asked about a letter sent to the International Business Committee yesterday, Mrs. Lam said she wanted to provide a consolidated reply to their concerns. To give them a consolidated picture is something that I find uh, uh, it is relevant and it may be regarded as useful. 
And actually, um, yesterday's afternoon, I've been given a lot of feedback that uh, they are very grateful for the chief executive's letter. Uh, they find it most um, uh, informative and encouraging, uh, but they also look forward to more concrete measures to be announced in due course. So it is not a question of whether this is done uh, uh, fast enough or too late. This is part of my ongoing work uh, as a chief executive to engage with important communities in Hong Kong. Separately, Mrs. Lam says the government will mobilize community groups to distribute anti-epidemic kits to all Hong Kong residents this month. The kits will include masks, rapid antigen test kits and Chinese medicine. Speaking at a daily briefing on the pandemic, the CE said she held an online meeting yesterday with around 130 community leaders and all welcomed the idea of handing out the kits. And on to the weather, mainly cloudy tomorrow with one or two rain patches, misty as well, with the temperatures ranging between 21 and 25 degrees. Currently, it's 23 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity is standing at 86%. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. The mayor of the besieged southern Ukrainian port of Mariupol says street fighting in the city center is hampering efforts to rescue hundreds of people trapped inside the basement of a bomb theater. Vadim Boychenko said rescuers were only able to clear the rubble during lulls in the fighting. Dmitro Hurin is a Ukrainian MP who's originally from Mariupol. He says the conditions facing residents are worsening by the day. Some of them live in basements, some of them are still in their flats. And uh, if they're under constant shelling, but in general, people don't have heating, electricity, water, uh, no, communi no communications at all. So it's uh, medieval conditions. Uh, and everybody is sitting just uh, in their apartments, uh, in the basements, and waiting if they will die next hour. Russia's Ministry of Defense says it's used hypersonic missiles during an attack in western Ukraine. It's thought to be the first time that Russia has said it's used the weapons which travel at least five times the speed of sound in combat. There's been no independent verification. A spokesman for the defense ministry, Igor Kuneshenkov, gave details of the attack. On March the 18th, the Kinzhal missile system armed with hypersonic aeroballistic missiles destroyed a large Ukrainian forces underground depot, which contained missiles and aircraft ammunition in the settlement of Deliatin in the Ivano-Frankivsk region of western Ukraine. 140 global figures have called for an international tribunal to be set up to investigate President Putin for his actions in Ukraine. It would be modeled on the Nuremberg trials of Nazi war criminals after the Second World War. The former British Prime Minister Gordon Brown is one of those backing the call. We believe that Putin should not be able to act with impunity, that a warning should be sent out that he will face the full force of international law, that his colleagues who are complicit in this will do so as well. And that's why uh, so many former judges and lawyers, as well as uh, I think 40 former prime ministers and presidents around the world, are asking for this uh, international tribunal to be set up, uh, probably in The Hague, to assemble evidence immediately, and of course to put an indictment if that is the right thing to do against President Putin. Polls have closed in East Timor, where nearly a million voters cast their ballots to choose a president. The Nobel laureate and veteran politician Jose Ramos Horta is the favorite to beat President Francisco, Francisco Guterres. Speaking outside a polling station, Mr. Ramos Horta said his top priority was the stability of the economy and better governance. 
I believe with my election we would have a, a realignment of parties in the parliament itself, which then uh, paved the way for choosing a new parliamentary leadership and uh, a new government. After casting his ballot, President Guterres said he was sure he would win a second five-year term. Pope Francis has issued a new constitution for the Vatican's central administration, a document that's taken nine years to complete. It makes clear that any baptized Roman Catholic, including women, can lead a department. Francis promised to reform the bureaucracy when he became pope in 2013. To sports now, three bids have been made to buy the English Premier League football club Chelsea, which was put up for sale by its billionaire Russian owner Roman Abramovich earlier this month. Mr. Abramovich was sanctioned by the British government last week after officials said he had links to Vladimir Putin, a claim he's always denied. Chelsea are away at the English second-tier side Middlesbrough tonight, Middlesbrough overnight in the first of the FA Cup quarterfinals. Boss Thomas Tuchel was asked whether these off-the-field matters were now getting to his players. I still believe that Chelsea will stay strong, will hopefully stay football first, will hopefully stay like in, in team first club. And I have trust and I believe in our ability to adapt and we will find solutions again once the situation is, is cleared and once we are able to, to act hopefully again. An exciting match in the English Premier League this morning saw Leeds United come from 2-0 down to win 3-2 away at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Skipper Luke Eiling scored the winner in added time as Leeds moved seven points above the relegation zone. The way it happens is just typical Leeds really, isn't it? Then it sums up, then I've been here six years now and it sums up my time here. In today's earlier Premier League game, Arsenal have boosted their chances of a place in next season's Champions League, beating Ashton Villa 1-0, care of a goal from Bukayo Saka. And that's the news from RTHK. Good people like you. Good people like 
Peeps. We're from a James Hersey and Jeremy Loops. My people. My Chillaroos. Thanks for chilling with me on this Saturday night. And although we're all friends, I still like to bring on the enemies. 